I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. Yes. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz, Roz and Mocha. Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. Roz and Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. According to the Daily Mail, the Toronto Blue Jays are the current favorites to sign Japanese superstar uh, Shoei Otani. What? With the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants uh, as the second and third favorites. Uh, they say, quote, the insider, he feels that Toronto uh, will be capable to compete for years to come and he would be a beacon for other free agents to join him and create a winning team. And he would also be able to live a life out of the constant L.A. limelight. Um, he's a pitching machine. Hold on. They call Toronto boring? What's that? No, but it's not L.A. You know what I mean? He's like he's a super low-key dude. Like during all these negotiations, he told everybody that he was meeting with, don't say a word. Like nothing. It was really weird. Hmm. And then one of the guys in L.A., like, like somebody in management was like, yeah, we met him. It was great. It was a great meeting. And like even saying that was too much, hmm. like way too much. Uh, so baseball insiders. organization can't afford. Could they afford that contract? Baseball insiders say that um, it will be between a $500 and $600 million contract. Oh, my God. To land him. And then uh, Steve Simmons reported yesterday that Rogers, who owns the Jays and our asses, um, are looking to not renew their 12-year $5.2 billion NHL deal, if you remember. So they are in the 10th year of the 12-year deal. So next season and the season after that, uh, if you remember, TSN was stunned when they lost the um, the rights to the NHL games 10 years ago. But what they learned is that they've actually done better and are more profitable without that um, massive deal. So Steve uh, Simmons says that if Rodgers could get out of the deal today, they would do so. Then one Uh-oh. of those weirdos on Twitter... Posted that a private jet from Anaheim to Toronto has popped up on flight trackers, leaving 9 a.m. L.A. time today. Get out of here. And it's the same type of jet that Otani has used in the past. So he's coming here. Let's go. So if this deal goes through, guys, guess what? Say goodbye to uh, Looney Hot Dog Night. 
Oh, yeah. Right? No. And say hello to Mocha's new baseball group chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, guys, I love the Jays so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. Uh, and I love this company, Rogers. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, but uh, it's, one of the most, it's one of the most like anticipated watch storylines uh, in baseball this year, and I would say for like a real, real, real long time. Yeah, this would be the equivalent of landing like LeBron James yeah, or right? Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid. Yeah. yeah. It, it's that. It's, it's that level. That's that's how good he is, because he's a pitcher and also a DH, right? And he like crushes, but he's super low key. But I guess you know Rogers wants him to sell cell phones and stuff like that, right? Like, oh, get, no. get your ass up here, you know? Like that's. I've always wanted to be a pitcher. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd be good out there. I really do for the Jays. Yeah, I really do. I think you'd be great. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, Pantone has relieved, uh, revealed the color for 2024. Who? Pantone. Pantone is the company that does the the, the they do like a matching system. So in in like the 60s, I think they were the ones that gave all the colors a number. So they they help brands now match okay. colors and like Benjamin Moore color Deluxe. color is their thing like okay. they are the world authority on color okay, okay? and uh, the color of the year going into twenty twenty four is what Brown. did you say Brown no oh. aubergine aubergine what does that look like Maureen eggplant no incorrect Black. green incorrect the color is peach fuzz. <gasps> Peach fuzz, described as a gentle, warm, and cozy, and heartfelt color. And it's a shade selected to represent whatever comes next year, they say. Pantone revealed that peach fuzz to be the 2024 color of the year. They did this yesterday. Uh, They went on to say it's a uh, heartfelt peach hue, bringing a feeling of tenderness and communicating a message of caring and sharing community and collaboration. I ain't mad at that. I like that color. That's uh, a nice color. So Pantone, huh? Yeah, Pantone. They're the people. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Selena Gomez confirming her relationship with Benny Blanco, mm-hmm. who is uh, Justin Timberlake's ex-pal and collaborator. I can't look at Benny Blanco the like normal anymore after Why? I watch after I watched uh, Dave that show. Oh, there's there's <laughs> a season with Benny Blanco, <laughs> and like Shem knows. Yeah, oh. right. You know, I forgot about that. <laughs> like it's he's like he's just so weird in that show. So strange. Like so weird and like like I thought he was gay, like because he's just like really gay in the show, right? But I didn't like as and I don't know if that was like really him or if he's a completely different guy than he was mm-hmm. yeah. in 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 Dave. Like I don't know, but so they're together, they're hooked up. All right. And people thought that Selena Gomez had actually been hacked because of the way that she was defending and talking about this relationship. Oh so, my god, really? Why? Yeah. So she Aww. commented. So somebody. Uh, there was a story that said Selena Gomez seemingly confirms that she is in a relationship. And then she just commented uh, with the word facts, right? Yeah. And then everybody started screen grabbing all these other Instagram accounts where she was jumping into the comments. And in one comment, she said about uh, uh, Benny Blanco uh, and the the rumors that they were dating. She goes, uh, he is her absolute everything. While in another, she claimed that he's the best thing that ever happened to her. In a third comment, she said, he's still better than anyone I've ever been with facts she goes on to say he has treated me better than any human being on this planet and then when people started denying that it was her she said i don't understand this is my happiness this is my happiest if you don't care about me feel free to say whatever you want but i will never allow your words to guide my life ever i'm done and then she concluded by saying uh if you can't accept me at my happiest then don't be in my life at all oh in your face everybody damn 
I'm happy Selena's happy. And then she posted a picture of the two of them together. That's fine. I'm good yeah. with it. Yeah. I mean, what do I care? It's her life. I don't. I mean, I don't like, care. Do I, just, I just thought he's a weird guy. Yeah. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Maybe he's just I a think... good actor, and he was just super weird on Dave. He's playing himself. Oh. He's, yeah, but he was Benny Blanco on yeah. Dave. Yeah, like, yeah. he wasn't he playing oh, anybody oh, else. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, I wonder if Selena's seen that episode or that season. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe she was filming only murders during maybe, that time. But maybe that's what did it. Maybe that's oh, what she's yeah, super yeah. into, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, who knows? Mm-hmm. Right? He looks good in a kimono. She's <laughs> like method actor, whatever. <laughs> I'm happy for Selena, though. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. The world is still uh, coming down from the shock of rocking around the Christmas tree. Hitting number one after all these years, the Brenda Lee hit. The shock isn't that the song finally went number one after all these years. I think the shock that people are still dealing with is when we all found out that this is a 13-year-old girl singing this and not a 65-year-old woman. Mm -hmm. Like That's a 13-year-old child. Yeah. Also, it doesn't sound like she says pumpkin pie in that song. No. I've always thought that. Brenda Lee is, uh, is 78. So mm-hmm. it turns out uh, the reigning queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey, sent uh, Brenda Lee a bouquet of flowers that she then posted on Instagram with the, uh, the note reading, congratulations on your historic number one. Have a Merry Christmas. Love, Mariah. Aww. Aww. So all the Christmas queens... Backing each other. That's shade. Are you kidding Love me? That. You think so? That is shade. You think that? No. You think like she's secret shade? Why? Raya is the queen of Christmas. All I want for Christmas is always number one. That's to let her know. All right, Brenda. If you're going to shade around Christmas, though, you got something going to be wrong with you. Yeah, I'll yeah, tell you, though, the, the queen, only man. reason why she, don't get me wrong, I think Mariah is the shade, okay? <laughs> uh, but the only reason why I thought maybe this was genuine was simply because Mariah also went through that when her song finally went number one. Because All I Want for Christmas Is You was not number one that first year. Like, how long did it take, Maury? It took a long time. It took the fans to do it. And in fact, like she writes about how she loves this song in her book that I just finished. Interesting. I still think Shade, though. I think yeah, you're right. Shady. Yeah, Shady. Shady. Yeah. <laughs> 13 years old, though. That's how old she was. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Kodak Black. I don't know anything about Kodak Black, oh but I God. know that he got the ultimate gift. He was in the joint. He was doing time, mm-hmm. and Donald Trump pardoned him in 2020, mm-hmm. right? Like, when you get a presidential pardon, if that doesn't set you on the right path in yeah. life... Because that's what, like, that is you will gift. never get that again. Ever. No. Okay? That is one and done. Thank you. Take advantage of the advantage. So I guess Kodak Black was in his car in Florida. Highway Patrol detected the smell of marijuana after they pulled him over. Troopers searched the vehicle and noticed Kodak Black turned his back to him when they saw them. And then the cops saw white powder falling out of his pockets. And the officers noticed Kodak Black's mouth was full of white powder and later observed several white sock-like objects on the ground that have cocaine in them and they also found $75,000 in cash on him. Kodak Black. So he's got another trial and he's probably going back to the joint. And yeah. Ain't no pardon this time. You blew it.
You idiot. You blew it. No, he snorted it. You had a presidential and pardon. He, and he probably <laughs> ate it, too. And it really does. He's trying to hide it in every area. Like, you got to be some kind of monster to start eating the cocaine. Yeah. Right? Like, you got to worry about nothing in life. When you get pulled over and you start eating the cocaine, uh-huh. you care about nothing. Uh-huh. You're like, well, if this is it. This is it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, going out like Tony Montana. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Hanukkah kicked off last night. Hey, uh, happy Hanukkah, everybody! Happy Hanukkah. Festival of Lights. Uh, this year, many Jewish leaders uh, say the celebration is especially significant given the rise in anti-Semitism and, of course, the war uh, in uh, in Israel and Gaza. Um, Hanukkah, one of the uh, mysteries for non-Jewish people, which is the double spelling of Hanukkah, right? Mm -hmm. There's the typical H-A-N-U-K-K-A-H, Hanukkah, and then there is the C-H-U-N-N-U-K-A-H. Do you know the difference, Maury, why why there's two spellings? I don't know the difference, but my family spells it with the C-H. With the C-H, and it's pronounced... Hanukkah. Hanukkah. But my box of candles is the H. It is. Mm. Interesting. Uh, And so we got to relive this. I don't know when this was from. Was it last year? No, 2020. 2020. Smokey Robinson. Remember when Cameo was a thing where... Mm -hmm. All these, I don't want to say washed up because that's very disrespectful to Smokey I Robinson. Was on cameo. <laughs> so washed up, <laughs> um, uh, where celebrities would go on, and you could pay celebrities to do a uh, personalized greeting for you or your coworkers or your family members, and you pay them like a couple hundred bucks, and then you get somebody like Smokey Robinson wishing a family member a happy Hanukkah. Hey, Marco, how you doing? Surprise, surprise! This is Smokey Robinson. I know you didn't expect to hear from me, but. I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jared, and they wanted me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. Yo, can I tell you, every time since that happened in December of 2020 yeah. with Smokey Robinson, yeah. every year since around yeah. Hanukkah, I always say... <laughs> Happy Chinooka and a good Chinooka. <laughs> Simply because back then I, we had put together, like, every time Smokey said Chinooka, like, like a supercut. Happy Chinooka. Chinooka. But happy Chinooka and enjoy Chinooka. I always say that. Happy Chinooka and enjoy Chinooka. Happy Chinooka. Chinooka. But happy Chinooka and enjoy Chinooka. And enjoy Chinooka. Come on, Smokey, what you doing, bro? <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, LeBron James was cheering on his son, Bronny, as he made his USC basketball debut over the weekend. Hey, we got Bronny. Uh, this was four months after uh, Bronny suffered a cardiac arrest during a team practice. Uh, the Trojans actually wound up losing the game uh, to Long Beach State, uh, 84-79. But uh, LeBron went on Instagram a little bit afterwards. and uh, Told his kid to run laps. <laughs> <laughs> You can't come in house. So you run a hundred laps. <laughs> reposted a post from Nike that uh, just simply read the next step to greatness. But yes, Andy Randy was like, "You run laps." Yeah, I'm King James. Yes, uh, it's good to see him back. Though. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Adam Driver, I guess, was hosting Saturday Night Live Such on the a weekend. Good job. And, uh, here's yeah. a little bit from Adam Driver's monologue. Hey Santa! <laughs> All right, we're on TV. Hey Santa. It's me, Adam, driver, from the nice list, and also girls. I turned 40 this year, Santa, 
so I'd like five pairs of chinos. I also wanted one of those uh, giant metal Tesla trucks. I think it would pair perfectly with my teeny tiny micro penis. Wow. Oh, and I'd like uh, people to stop coming up to me on the street saying, you killed Han Solo. I didn't kill Han Solo. Wokeness killed Han Solo. <laughs> Let's see, what else do I want? Oh, you know those TikToks where it's like those couples who do pranks on each other? Can you kill those people? Bad. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo was a musical guest. Uh, what did she perform? Ah, Vampire. There we go. Hate to give the satisfaction asking how you're doing now. How's the castle built of people you pretend to care about? Just what she wanted. Look at you, cool guy. You got it. So good. I see the parties and the diamonds. Sometimes when I close my eyes, six months of torture you sold. Some forbidden paradise. I loved you truly. Okay, there you go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Tony Romo. God, man, like you can't do anything Taylor Swift related without having everybody just crawl all up your ass, man. What happened now? So Tony Romo was calling the game, the Chiefs game against the Bills, and he accidentally called Taylor um, Travis Kelsey's wife. Oh, what a play to Kelsey! As you see, Kelsey's wife, Taylor Swift, in the audience. Or, I'm sorry, girlfriend. Not yet. What? You don't know something we don't know, do you? <laughs> and, oh, my God. The fans, the fans, the, the fans. The Taylor fans? Oh, my God. Oh, what are they all saying? Oh, they're saying, oh, my God, Tony Romo is shipping them together, too. He's on Team Swelky. Oh or whatever the hell gosh. they call it. I don't know. Swelky? Yeah. That's an ugly name. Swelky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the poor... See a doctor for that. <laughs> what do you got, Swalky? Again? Yeah, where? <laughs> yeah. Oh, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was one of those weekends. No, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's spreading. Yeah, fast. It's spreading, guys. Oh. The Swalky got me. <laughs> that is a terrible name, though, huh? Swalky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the Chiefs definitely got the swalky on the weekend. <laughs> Bill's Mafia, like, man, I know, ran I know. through them. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Beyonce's uh, movie stumbled hard at the box office, but this, I think, is kind of normal for these types of movies. I think the Taylor movie was like an anomaly. So Beyonce yeah. was number one last weekend. Uh, dropped to sixth at the box office over the weekend with oh. very little competition in the way of like big sort of. Uh, releases Did from this weekend? I, I, there was a couple, but not not much. I'm going to read you the top ten, and I swear there's like maybe three movies in the top ten that I've actually heard of. Okay. So number ten, The Shift. Mm-hmm. You heard of that? Mm-mm. No. Uh, number nine, Animal. Mm-mm. Uh, number eight, Waitress, the musical. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no. Uh, number seven, Napoleon. That's the uh, Ridley Joaquin Scott movie. Phoenix. Yes, that yes. came out last yeah. week, though, right? Okay. Number six, Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. Number uh-huh. five, Wish. Yeah. Oh Disney. yeah, Disney. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, Trolls, yes. Yes. Uh, Godzilla minus one. Wait, what? That's at number three. Godzilla minus one? Yep. <laughs> so that's definitely different from the Godzilla Kong movie that's coming out. I guess. Uh, okay. The new Hunger Games movie is at number two. That came out? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> at, at number one is a movie called The Boy and the Heron. What? The who and the what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get swelky. 
when we start playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Spreads all over. Yes. What happened to him? That boy with the hair oh, again. That's the Robert Pattinson movie. Who? Robert Pattinson. I don't know. He sounds like he's got Swilky, too. <laughs> Twilight. You know, Twilight. Yeah, I know. Batman. I know. Yeah, I've seen that him. Guy. I've seen him. Skinny uh-huh. guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't recognize him now. No. Got the swaggy. Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Everything that went down on Friday with uh, uh, Shoei Otani's private jet. Yes. Which was not so. We were duped, people. Everybody was like. Uh, <laughs> the, City shut down. What happened? The, the Blue Jays were about to get him. And then some guy. Who does? He's like one of these private jet flight trackers. Yeah. So he had said that a, a jet was booked from Anaheim to Toronto, right? Yeah. And then that got picked up by John Morosi from the MLB Network, and he reported that Ohani or Otani, sorry, was actually on the jet, and then. <gasps> This was all day. This was everybody sort of covering it and, and everything else. And then the and then the the the, the jet lands in Toronto. Yeah. And uh, Robert Hershevik from Shark Tank gets out of it with his family, right? And so everybody's freaking out. And then he goes on Instagram and says, "I'd like to thank the Blue Jays organization for signing me today." Oh, and Hershevik is very much online. Right. Huh. He's very much online. He's very much in the know. He has a big organization of people. And 100% Robert Hershevik knew that this was his jet that everybody was tracking. Mm-hmm. Because, and, but why would you say anything? Right. Mm-hmm. You land in Toronto, all the paparazzi are there, the helicopters, everyone. everyone. You get a little bit of that shine. Yes. Right. Look at me. Look at me. Right. So, Otani wound up signing $700 million for 10 years, Dodgers. Incredible. But Robert Hershevik. Yeah. And I don't know how people haven't picked this up yet. If you watch the news, mm-hmm. you see these commercials all the time, which is Robert Hershevik is the brand ambassador for Book a Jet. So it's a private jet company. Yeah. Okay, where you pay a like annual membership of like a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and it gives you X amount of flights in hours on private jets. It's an app that you do. So <laughs> okay. he's the brand ambassador for this company. Of course. So of course he's not going to say anything because now he has all this footage of himself. Yeah. Getting off the private jet. Right. Use it to your advantage. Yes. Of course he wasn't going to say anything. He's a smart is it, guy. Is it like a timeshare jet? Yeah. So uh, as far as I know, it's uh, it's like there's like a like a fifteen or twenty thousand dollars initial fee. Damn. And then you pay between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars for twenty five hours of flying, which is not a lot of hours. Yeah. <laughs> which is not a lot of hours. Here's his commercial, by the way. Welcome to Denver, Mr. Herjavec. Having a chauffeur car plane side with a local driver that knows the area helps keep me on schedule. Hi, Jeff. Robert, thanks for coming. You're welcome. With all the plane shortages, did you have trouble finding one? Not at all. With over 5,000 planes on the One Flight Badget app, I never have any trouble. I simply pick a plane, pay, and I'm ready to badget to my destination. Are there any taxis around? I'm really late for my meeting. <laughs> There's nothing else? Do we have a deal? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Come on now. <laughs> 
Yo. I love how they're trying to make airplanes right? sound like it's like finding an Uber. Sure, yeah. you can totally just pay for a plane with, to just go anywhere you want. With the plane shortage. <laughs> the plane, the plane shortage. shortage. I, I'm Where? pretty sure that would have been in the news. The, <laughs> the reason they have apps like this is because there's too many rich guys with too many planes mm-hmm. that cost too much money, so they got to rent them out like Ubers. Right? With the plane shortage. Do you ever have... <laughs> yeah. The plane shortage. I run into that problem every weekend. Every weekend. Anyway, so that's what went down. He probably <laughs> made a couple of bucks off that, so uh, good for him. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Apparently today is uh, getting dumped day or breakup day. Uh, back in 2008, I guess somebody analyzed Facebook status updates, and they mm-hmm. found that December 11th, there was a ton of people that had updated them to single Two weeks before Christmas. So you don't and have to buy gifts, right? No, exactly. And they also found that most breakups do happen on Monday. So being December 11th on a Monday is a double whammy. Um, a lot of people, uh, short-term relationships where they're like, man, I don't want to bring this person home, meet the family, like that kind of thing. Maybe they don't want to buy a gift. So RIP Shem's relationship? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Well, I, I, I actually felt that. Why did I catch the wow, straight? Thank you. So did I, Bohr. I know. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I got whipped. Damn. Damn. Um, but on, yes. Shemroy. <laughs> <laughs> I just need an excuse to play that. Ain't nobody taking care of my shemmy today. Continue taking good care of my shemmy. Oh, <laughs> Strong relationship, bro. <laughs> Solid. Shemmy, mom loves you. Just a case. Uh, the Golden Globe nominations are still coming in. We will get to those momentarily for you. But uh, in the meantime, Cardi B went on Instagram or social, whatever. I don't know where she did it. But uh, the, the whole story was that last week she and Offset unfollowed each other. <gasps> and then she wrote something about outgrowing relationships and all this other stuff. But so what here's she doing spitting facts now. Here's Cardi B making it official to Baby, all Baby, keep this peach in this pump. Oh, wait, no. Whoops, sorry. Wrong clip. <laughs> I don't know if you have been getting clues from me for my life i mean i don't know if you guys been getting clues from me for my lives or for my stories when i put some certain music or find my own followings when it comes for today's events and stuff i don't know if it's true i don't think it's true i don't care to find out because i i've been single for a minute now but i have been afraid to like not afraid i just don't know how like to tell the world but I feel like today has been like a sign. Like I've been the last time I got on live, I kind of wanted you guys to tell you. I kind of wanted to tell you guys, but I didn't know how to tell you. So I was like, I changed my mind. But it has been like this for a minute now, and I was just, I just took it as a sign. So I wanna, I wanna start 2024 like fresh, open. I don't know. I'm curious for a new, for a new life, for a new beginning, and yeah. Damn. Damn. Right? You go, Cardi. Be. Baby, eat this peach in this pump. Your body tight like a nun. Better tore it up like it's dumb. Then wipe your mouth when you done. Okay. Okay. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Golden Globes being announced. Uh, CBS stepped in this year after NBC cut ties with the Golden Globes. They're trying to bring back more viewers. Uh, from a all-time low from just a couple of years ago. They got a, a few new categories in there. They got that one category, the best cinematic or box office achievement, which is going to be where the sort of big block, blockbusters like the Mario movie and the Guard, Guardians of the Galaxy type movies oh. live. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but let me go through some of these with you here. I just sent you a new email if you want to refer. Okay, thank you. Uh, some of the nominations are 
Um, best motion picture drama, Anatomy of a Fall, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and The Zone of Interest. Mm. I don't know what that means. Are uh, all these categories basically either going to be Oppenheimer or Barbie? Pretty much. Uh, yes. So best motion picture, musical or comedy, Air, American Fiction, which I really want to see, Barbie, The Holdovers, which I thought was real good. I watched 20 minutes of it. Really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> uh, they got your vote. Uh, May, December, which is not a, in any way a comedy. Like, there's no way that movie's a comedy. A movie called Poor Things. Um, best female actor in a motion picture drama, Annette Benning. Uh, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall, Greta Lee from Past Lives, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, and um, uh, Kaylee Spaney from Priscilla, Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, there you go, Bradley Cooper's in there, Leonardo DiCaprio, Barry Keegan, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, Andrew Scott got a nomination, let me get to some of the TV ones here for you. Uh, oh, here, you want to hear that big category, the cinematic achievement mm-hmm. category where it's just like all the blockbusters? Okay. Uh, Barbie, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, Perfect. John Wick, Ooh, sick. Yeah. Mission Impossible, Wow. Oppenheimer, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, oh, Super okay. Mario, yeah, and Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour. Oh, no. For TV, by the way, it uh, just came in. It's worth mentioning stand-up. Uh, Chris Rock got a nomination. Oh, did he? Okay. So, <sighs> yeah. Is Golden Globes the one? That's not who votes on it. They have like a. They, it's the the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Oh, okay. So right. Oppenheimer is going to win that one. Uh, no. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, in, in its category, probably or the Martin Scorsese movie because they really love Martin Scorsese. Uh, here's the nominees for Best Musical or Comedy TV Series: mm-hmm. Abbott Elementary, mm-hmm. Barry, mm-hmm. The Bear, yes. Jury Duty. Only Murders, yeah. and Ted Lasso. Wow. That's Great a category. category. That's a good category, right? Great category. It's a really good category. Um, let me get to... Hold on. They might find the... Uh, Who would I vote for if I were on that? I know. It's tough, right? On that panel. Yeah. Uh, drama series. You want to know drama series? Yeah. 1923, mm. The Crown, mm. The Diplomat, which I really liked a mm-hmm. lot. I yep. like that show. Uh, the Last of Us, mm. The Morning Show, and Succession. Hey. Well, that's another tough category. Yeah, so anyway, a lot of, a lot of nominees and stuff. Stuff I don't, there's like a lot of stuff I don't even know. When you start getting into like the limited Ooh. series stuff. Okay, oh, go. oh, here's a good one. Here's a good category. Give me a category of stuff that I will not know and I'll pick a winner. Uh, okay, wait, let me do this first. Okay. Uh, best actor in a television series, musical, or drama. This is a stat category. Okay. Uh, Bill Hader for Barry. Uh-huh. Steve Martin for Only Murders. Yeah. Jason Siegel for Shrinking. Oh, Martin Short for Only Murders. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Oh, my God. And Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. Oh, yo, cousin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you vote for in that category? <sighs> right? That's a that's a tough category. Would they give it to Ted Lasso because it's not on the on the air anymore? What's that? Because it's wrapped up, Ted Lasso. Um, you think? No, I, 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 I no, I don't think so. I really don't. Here, here's okay. Here's a bunch of performances that you will have not seen. Mocha. Okay, and I'll maybe pick a maybe maybe one. You pick a winner. Okay, right. uh, best supporting actor in a motion picture drama. Go. Okay, Willem Dafoe for Poor Things. Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. Downey Jr. is in that? Yep. He's not big, Iron big Man, part. is he? No. Oh. Uh, Charles Melton for May, December. Mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. He's not in it as Hulk, is he? Nope. Okay. Or Ryan Gosling and Barbie. 
Oh, <laughs> great category. That's a great category as well. Best picture just came out. Okay. I'm going to say, yeah. who's the person for May, December? Um, I don't even know. I couldn't. I don't even Wasn't know the guy's Mark name. Wasn't it Mark Ruffalo or no, Ruffalo? No, 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 no. May no. December is a guy that you've never heard of before. No, that's who's going to win. That's who's going to win. You think a, so? Yeah, it's always the the ones that you never expect. Okay. All no, right. Ryan Gosling's going to win. Okay, here, tell, tell me what's going to win Best Picture then, Mo. Okay, tell go, me. Okay. Go. Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. Maestro. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Past Lives. Yeah. Or the Zone of Interest. Maestro is going to win. You I think so? That. I agree with wow. you on that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's very artsy. They like okay. that. Yeah. Okay. You I'm an artsy guy. You don't say Oppenheimer? No. No. <laughs> Look at you so convinced. Please. <laughs> if Iron Man can't save our Oppenheimer, <laughs> it's got to go to the Maestro. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Uh, Golden Globe nominations came down yesterday. We talked a lot about that. But uh, now that people have had a chance to sort of go through and figure out what some of the biggest uh, omission snubs and surprises are, mm. uh, like in that, in, in the comedy category, the, the Globes are so weird. It's a musical or comedy category. And, and often they try to at least put one musical in there. Yeah. And especially in a year like this year where there were like quite a few, Color Purple, Little Mermaid, Wonka, um, neither, none of those were actually nominated in the oh. musical or comedy category. They all missed out. But that movie, May, December, was nominated in the comedy category. So May, December, hilarious. What's it about? It May, December is Julianne Moore and... Um, Murphy. No. Doug. Ju- Julianne Moore and... Doug Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, oh. thank you. Queen Amidala. And, and yeah. the, the story is Natalie Portman plays... Just explain everything to me like it's Star Wars. Thank you. Okay? Yes. I didn't remember her name, though. <laughs> um, she plays an actress uh-huh. who is taking on a role of a real-life person. Julianne Moore plays that real-life person. So she goes to... The comedy ensues. She goes to live with her. But the story is mm-hmm. that Julianne Moore was like a teacher who fell in love with a 12-year-old student. What the... F- okay. And then they had an affair and she went to prison and had their baby in prison. And then all these years got out and they're like now living together. And then so uh, Wait, Natalie, this Nat- in real life? So Natalie Portman went to study her because she's going to be playing her in a movie and then winds up like falling in love. I don't know. The whole thing. It, it, it's, wow. Ha-ha. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah. It's about. It's a laugh so, so, so it's, yeah. It's a hysterical. Okay. Hysterical. Didn't that teacher, uh, student, like. Hasn't that happened yeah. before? It's happened a million times. This, that's the Mary Kay Letourneau story, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's happened. Yeah, yeah. It's happened too oh many times. God. Too many times. But that's that's in the comedy category. Okay, for instance, uh, no nominations for Jennifer Aniston or Reese Witherspoon for the Morning Show. Uh, no nominations for Cheryl Lee Ralph, uh, Janelle James, or Taylor James Wilson for Abbott Elementary. And then oh, uh, Brett Goldstein 
Like he's won two Emmys for Ted Lasso. Yeah. No nomination for <sighs> Golden Globes. And this was a great season it for was, Roy thank Kent. You. Thank you. Thank you. I fully agree. Wow. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Shark Tank's Robert Hershevik. So this was the uh, guy that was on the private jet uh, on Friday that everybody thought was uh, uh, Otani's plane coming to sign with the Blue Jays. And we mm. talked about this yesterday. Damn it, Maury actually talked to Robert Hershevik last night because we're like, this is one of the most plugged in guys in the world. How did he not know? And... You know, of course, you're not going to say anything because you want all the you want the the shine when yes. you land, right? Yes. So here's Robert. When you were flying your plane into Toronto, you had to have known that everyone was looking for Otani's plane. You must have known that they were going to think it was you, and you could have tweeted early to say it's me. You know, don't worry, but you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. And here's the crazy thing, Maury. I am the most connected guy. I run a big cyber company i'm always online Mm -hmm. somebody is hacking somebody in the world i need to know about it this is probably one of the only times this year i was completely disconnected yeah right i got on the plane (laughs) it was supposed to be my wife me and the twins i have five and a half year old twins Mm -hmm. and she had to fly back to australia for a funeral so it was just me and the babies as i call them And after four and a half hours, they were losing it. So I turned my phone off. I turned my computer off. I was all in on being baby daddy. I mean, and I had no idea what was going on. I mean, when you got like when you got like twin babies, like you get it, right? Like that morning must have been chaotic. But I just can't. I just don't know how one person didn't text him uh on the way. You're not traveling with anyone else. Like nobody on that plane knew. I know. I know. I know. I know. So when so when he did land, it was all helicopters and everything else. But did he feel bad? Were you feeling that people were mad at you for some reason because (laughs) of all of this? Well, all joking aside, it felt really bad because I thought it was like a very sports story you know when i first landed the customs guys and i thought wow these guys are hardcore sports guys but when i got in the car and i started driving home i put on the radio and it was national news it was like the jet has landed updates coming in 15 minutes and i felt bad because i feel like the city really got behind it it was incredible i think a lot of people thought he was really really going to come over here damn and apparently the blue jays have reached out to him to do something what what, what that something is i don't know For what? like i don't know like some sort of promo that's or like so stupid. or put him on a jet so or something lame. i don't know good that, for him no you that, don't think so for the jays to do that why that not just bad why oh my bad. desperate well no nah, we're yeah. better than that no we're not desperate are we are we desperate no people were saying um Otani didn't come to uh, the Toronto Blue Jays because of the Drake curse. Because on Friday, Drake put up on Insta stories mm-hmm. a picture of him wearing an Otani jersey. That, yeah. And everyone was like, oh, it's a Drake curse. Because anytime Drake wears a jersey of a player or a team, then that team like <laughs> takes an L. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's not good, right? Anyway. Robert Hershevik will turn all that around. Just move on. 
The guy didn't choose us. I know, I know, I know. It seems it seems real thirsty, huh? It, it's like, like it's like yeah. when it's like you don't get the girl, but you still ask her to take a picture with you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, Maria, that's happened, right? Very specific. <laughs> that's happened. Not, that's not very, to me. I'm just saying. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, what makes the perfect male buttocks? Oh. What makes the perfect male buttocks? Firmness. Firmness. Okay. Shape. Shape. Smoothness. Okay. So while cosmetic procedures like gluteal augmentations and lifting have been predominantly associated with women, there is a rising interest among men as well. Uh, Dr. What, Ashit, guys, BBL? Yes, Dr. Ashit Patel says, um, but while previous studies have evaluated the features of attractive female buttocks, no one has really studied the aesthetic of the ideal male buttocks. They said um, in our survey. I have. In survey morning. In our survey, Raiders thought the ideal male buttocks should not be flat, but also shouldn't stick out too far. Mm-hmm. The buttocks shouldn't be too wide, and should retain the characteristic dimples on either side. Yes, I agree. They say our study is... If you want to see a perfect butt, I'll pull my pants down. (laughs) Yo, yo. I actually have one for best butt. Why are you telling that story? Every single time. When you're 18, bro. You're 50-something now. That ass will be looking saggy. No, it's still still perfect. Get over here, then. I could be telling a a story about a guy who got stabbed in the ass. And Maury would be like, you know I want a gun to... Maury, you're not dropping your pants at work. No, no, no. Please keep the pants on. Okay. Okay, hold on. What's wrong with this guy? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Ew. Oh, God. Right at work, too, huh? Bro. Right. It's Maury. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. Like, you know, athlete go, athletes go through it. Oh. <laughs> models models go through it. Actors go through it. That ass uh, passed its prime. Way past its prime. Past its prime. Past its prime, Maury. Father time is undefeated, man. You're that guy that's still hanging on. No way. Peaked, that's what jealousy still sounds in, like. Peaked in high school. Still walking around with that old white thing down there thinking it's something special. <laughs> <laughs> Long gone, out of here. Long gone. <laughs> well, not that long, but I believe me, Shem. I saw it. Ross it so was jealous. long. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, I guess U.S. presidential hopeful uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. He's the guy you see all over social media all the time, either yelling at somebody or getting yelled at by somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, smart enough, dude. I guess, but he was on a a, a, a live stream on X. And listen to this lineup. It was uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, mm-hmm. uh, Alex Jones, mm-hmm. Elon Musk, and Andrew Tate. Had I oh missed that? God. What? Wow. <laughs> what the hell are they all talking about? <laughs> stuff, man. They got stuff. But I guess at some point, uh, Vivek got up to, uh, he like walked away from the live stream and he had to go pee, but he left his mic on. Oh, no. And so here's that. Decide not to have children. That's all I'm saying. Elon Musk. Promoting an optimistic pro-human future that the science and evidence shows is real and that we need. Gentlemen, I have to yeah, go. Yeah, I, I just, I just okay. want to be sort of uh, yeah, exactly. I want to be clear about Please, my position. I'm, I'm super pro-human, and I mean old humans. Uh, you know, humans in America, humans in somebody's Africa, got their thing Asia. open. Oh no! And everywhere else. Got phone open in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Vivek. Vivek, that's that's your phone, Vivek. I'm not able to mute you. Oh, Vivek. 
right, perfect. <laughs> Go ahead, Elon. Um, okay. Sorry so, about that. So, um, <laughs> well, I hope you feel better. I feel great. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Oh, a weak ass okay. stream, is right? That? <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> what a what a simpish oh, stream. <laughs> right? That ain't it. <laughs> you didn't get all of it. Come on. Had to get back to the live stream. Come on. Cool. <laughs> Who gets caught dribbling on a live stream? Yeah, <laughs> yeah something's wrong with you, bro. Right? So, give me the lineup again. Okay. Who are they? It was, it was Vivek Ramaswamy, yeah. uh, Alex Jones, Elon Musk, and Andrew Tate. Uh, but uh, like here, douchebag adventures. <laughs> here is, here is uh, Vivek. He was asked about it uh, last night. All right, so you were talking to Musk and a bunch of other characters, and did you go to the bathroom? Well, they did say it was a live stream, Jesse, I guess, but uh, I'll say that uh, we're all human. We're all human is what I'll say. Elon and I have had some good conversations, and he and I had, I think, a laugh out of that one coming out of it. So he wished me for feeling better. I told him that I was. We're all human beings, and uh, it was a good two-hour discussion on X, which is officially, I could say, that apparently is now very much censorship-free. There you go. <laughs> it could have been worse. It, yes. Right? You're right. It could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been. I don't know how, but it could have been. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Saw 11 has been announced for uh, September 2024. Ah, Nearly 20 years after the first installment of. He did not uh, die at the end of this one. Spoiler alert. But he's dying, no? He's been dying for 10 movies. Oh. oh. Wait, but was it part five? Wasn't he dead? And then, like, a new jigsaw? back. No, it turns out he wasn't dead. Like the spoiler alert, I Amanda see- Young, the his assistant Amanda Young was doing all of the the um killings, the killings. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, she goes and finds it like he's there in his bed, and she keeps going to get his approval. Oh, um, hold on, do we work with an Amanda Young? We do. I love that. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> That's good. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Zach Efron, real quick, uh, got yeah. a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and during his acceptance speech, Ooh. okay, I guess we clap for that. Okay. He was shirtless, all right? right? All right. No, he wore a full suit. Yeah, he uh, wasn't shirtless. I know. So disappointed. Like, like show up for what you're known for. Thank dude. you. Like, if you're gonna have the abs, why cover them? Thank you. I uh, thanks uh, Matthew Perry in his speech. I really also want to mention someone that's not here today, and that's Matthew Perry who was so kind and generous with me while we worked on 17 again, collaborating with him in Burst Years. It was so much fun, and it really did propel me and motivate me in, in so many ways. It, it really pushed me into the next chapter of my career, and for that, thank you so much, Matthew. Uh, thinking about you a lot today. go. Is there enough space for all these... Hollywood Walk of Fame stars? Yes. They keep going up side streets, and then yeah. there's there's now oh. two rows. Do they go in, like, neighborhoods and stuff? Yeah. No, no, no. No. No, it goes around a corner a little bit. Yeah, but that's not, like, a neighborhood. Oh, so there's two rows now. Like, on Sidewalk, mm-hmm. there's two rows. Like, yeah. they double it up. But, like, how, where is it? On Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard? Boulevard? Yeah. Like, how yeah. long is oh, Hollywood Boulevard? Long. Oh, it's very long. And then on the other side of the street, you have, like, the old school ones, where it's, like, the handprints in front of the Man's Chinese Theater and, Got and all that stuff. But, we'll, um, like, at some point, they're going to run out of room. Yeah, I, I mean, sh- theoretically, yes, but it's not like they do them every week, right? They do a couple a year kind of thing. I don't know. This year alone, <laughs> it sounds like we got a lot. Because I think because they're still catching up from COVID. 
But like oh. people have to pay for it and stuff. Like, it's but it always just, ties into a project they're doing, right? Yeah, like well, Zach has a movie coming. Well, out. no, but this, yeah, it's because the the people have to pay. Like you have to go and petition them. Mm. It's not like Hollywood comes calling and they're like, "Hey, we've decided the body, the governing body, sure. has decided that it's your time." And it's not like that. Oh, it's, I thought it was like that. No. Can, Canada's you get it for no, free. No. There you have to pay. I think it's twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, you got it. Yo, you got Canada, it. Canada, you get it for free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're but, just handing them out. Can I get handing one? Handing them out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to pay down there. Wow. Yeah, and like oh. you have to go to them to to be like, hey, I think my yo walk of fame, like, hook it up, hook what up, a star for us. Yeah, on the what the Canada's Walk of Fame. Yes, you want that? Fourteen yeah. plus years. Yeah, I mean, I'll dominating this country. Yeah, I'll take it. Right. Sure. Oh God, Award winning podcast. You think you guys yeah. will send me to clean it every day? Yes. Yes, I will. You know, no. You can your handprint side by side. Yeah, hold right. Hands. I could put yeah. I could put Mocha's hand in mine, like you like you did those, those pictures that people do with their babies with their kid in the <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That'd be adorable. Be Shut so up. Adorable. Really cute. I don't. I don't, oh. I don't want the star anymore. Okay. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, longevity guru uh, Dan Butner is the author of uh, a bunch of books in the National Geographic uh, host. Mm-hmm. He's also the guy. I don't know if you watched Blue Zones on Netflix yet. No. So he created the term Blue Zones, where he tracks the world's longest living people. So oh. he goes all over the world, and and there's these Blue Zones where you know he goes and figures out why in these certain areas all over the world mm-hmm. do they have the most constant concentrated population of people who have lived over a hundred. Like, what list, is right? What's that? You're on the list. Oh, yes. Thank you, Maury. Wow. What is it about these places? So uh, one of them is uh, Sardinia, um, Italy, mm-hmm. and then you have Acaria, oh. Greece, mm-hmm. Nicoya, Costa Rica, uh, Loma Linda, California, and Okinawa, Japan, right? So oh, these are all the sort of, these places. are all the blue zones. Okay. So uh, I'm reading a, a new interview with him and he's laid out his eight sort of things that you can do in your daily life to increase longevity, but more importantly, happiness. Oh, hold on. So I will go through these and then open you, up my notes app. And then you or just t- send me the article. You tell me uh how many of these eight points uh you work into your daily life. Okay. okay go hit me. Okay. Uh sleep at least eight hours a night. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's number one on the list. Uh, eat a plant-based breakfast. Hell no. Okay. Well, yo, give me the meat. Bananas grow on plants. <laughs> uh, socialize is number three. Oh, I do that. Okay. Uh, number four is volunteer. Find a little time to give back every day. To who? Like every day, every day? Every day. Volunteer your time every day. Nah, nah. nah okay. Nah. Um, number five is nap. No, I don't do that either. They say uh, previous research has shown naps under 30 minutes make you more focused, productive, and creative. Under 30 minutes? Under 30 minutes. What's the point of that? Under Thank 30 you, minutes. No. Uh, work part-time if you can. Yo, I am down with that right now. <laughs> Peace. They say people who work less then about 35 hours a week report the Yo. highest levels of happiness. Yo, send that to the boss. Alex, you hear this? <laughs> 35 Yo, hours a week. you get me on Tuesdays and Thursdays only. Uh, have faith. Champ. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm live forever. I, I can finally release. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, Dan Amore and Maria, uh, limit TV and social media is number eight on the list. 
I'm fine to die young. <laughs> Maury's like, see you later. Look at and Maria just gave the biggest <laughs> sigh as well. <laughs> so all five of us are dead next year. I don't get enough to sleep. This. I don't eat plant-based breakfasts. No. Yeah, you can't even say plant-based. No. no. I watch too much TV. His vocabulary out there. You nap for like five hours a but day. But I overwork. You're, not, you're never going to volunteer doing anything. No. Uh-huh. Weekends, you wake up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually thinking about volunteering the other day, funny enough. For what? I thought I'd maybe, like, I don't know, dog walk or something. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. I volunteered yesterday when I volunteered to take out the garbage at home. That's not volunteering. At all? That's not. That's not what. That's not in the spirit of. No, I like. I'll volunteer to do no, that. What about that like? Okay, volunteer. so volunteer versus like donating to charity. That's just your money. That's not oh. volunteering. That's not doing oh. good with what you have. With that your is time, not taking your time and helping somebody. But I like, if money. you volunteered your time to teach Maury how to spell, then that would be volunteering. <laughs> I thought money buys you happiness, though. <laughs> Why work. isn't that on the list? <laughs> well, no. I, I, listen, it's a different. If you want to live to a hundred, money you, money's not a factor. These people in these places, when you uh-huh. look at like how they live in Okinawa, Japan. Like, these are not rich people. These are people who live in tiny little places, mm-hmm. but they have this great sense of community. And, and these are the blue zones? Blue zones. Blue, blue zones. zones. Watch the, ne- the Netflix show. It's really, really fascinating. Okay. And these like, are for people who have been able to live past 100. And yes, what all the, 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 the commonalities right? between And what they did is they figured out the similar aspects to living in these parts of the world. Like, there was one guy who was living in California, and he was diagnosed with cancer. Doctors were like, you don't have long, like maybe mm-hmm. a couple of years, bro. Like, you you know, you, you got to do what you got to do right now. And he's like, cool, I'm going to leave California. And I'm going to go back, you know, to Acaria, Greece and just, you know, spend the rest of his time with his family. Mm-hmm. And he had like six months and the guys lived there now for 30 years. Wow. Hasn't died yet. Damn. Like, it's crazy. Watch Blue Zones. It's really interesting. Really, really, really great. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, Amazon is, uh, getting called out by a lot of people. Oh God, for what? So they, what's described as a security camera for quote security, anti-theft and evidence collection purposes. You can buy all sorts of stuff as you know, right? Yeah. Um, but this security camera is meant to be discreet. Okay. Um, Non-invasive, it's not big, there's not a lot of wires, there's not a lot of anything else. Okay. But this particular security camera looks exactly like a towel hook that you would see on the wall in a bathroom. Oh, God. That Amazon is selling? Yeah. No, 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 no. You can't. No, 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 no. Yeah, you can't. You can't do that. Okay? Like No, you can't do that. That's not home security. No. That's that, creepers. Yeah, that's spying. Thank you. That's invasive. Right? Nah, man. That no, and there's a man. lot of them. Like, there's a lot. You go, there's like every product that you can think of, like all what nonsense. I, what do I look up? Um, it is um, towel. Hold on here. What? Towel hook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hook, camera, camera. camera towel hook. Let me see if I can get the exact name of what they. Uh, I'm not of, searching of what, of what this. they searched. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. You. Right? Would you look up, Maria? I put towel hook camera. And you found it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, can no you tell way. there's a camera in it? 20, like, is there a little No, screen? no, you, you cannot tell. tell. Damn, you can't yo. tell at all. Shoot. Yeah, hook with hidden camera. <gasps> but it's like the ones the spy shops would sell where it was like a pen for your, your suit jacket that was a camera. Yeah, but that's for espionage. This is for perverts. 
Yeah, no, you can't sell this. Look at this. Oh my but like, God. Who's, who passed that? Who said that this is okay? Like, right. Bro, you can save five bucks right now. It's on sale for $44.99. <laughs> Free delivery and a day. So now when you go to an Airbnb, put a towel so over all the hooks. I'm just saying, like, that is... Wow. It's, and I and I just love that everything is framed as, like, security, right? Yeah. Like, it's for your security. Yes. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kanye West facing some... Ic- extensive and extreme backlash rightfully so so he did a listening party for his vultures album Mm -hmm. that's the song by the way where he was like how can i be anti-semitic when i just mm, uh a jewish mm." Um, yeah he was talking about somebody's girl like just elon musk's ex or somebody's ex so anyway so one of the things that happened was his daughter northwest was on stage with him and i guess she dropped some uh like a, a a verse uh, during one of the songs. So here's a little bit of Northwest. Okay. And then uh, uh, while on that same stage and while Northwest was on that stage, Kanye uh, puts on a black like KKK hood. Mm-hmm. The big pointy hat with the eyes cut out of it. What you doing, man? And just starts dancing around with that. Like it's normal. Like it's completely normal. Like nobody would say anything about it. Like it's fashion or something. I don't know. How has this man not been canceled yet? Well, he, I mean, he doesn't have much of a career. He's sort of lost every, just, billi- every billion dollar thing that he had. I'm just surprised that the amount of artists that were on that stage... Bro who are, like, they still have their popularity now, right? They still have their fans now. That they would even still, now, after all of this, that they would still want to work with Kanye West. That's what I'm saying. I mean, bro, it was like Kodak Black and Chris Brown. Yeah, not exactly <laughs> super mainstream success. No, yeah. I, saw, was it, um, I saw a little Dirk was on there on the stage yeah. as well. Ty Dolla Sign, who I think is, like, pretty much... On the entire album, it's a Kanye Ty Dolla Sign album. But people are showing up to watch Friday. this. That's also the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, when yes. will people stay away? Well, they just won't. That's yeah. that's and because they don't look at attention and they the, want to be in the light. So uh, the album may itself may be in trouble because th- there's a debate as to whether they used a Backstreet Boys sample without permissions on uh, on one of the tracks. So here's a little bit of I don't even know what the song's called. What's it called? Chance? I think it's called Everybody. Everybody. Okay. So that's one part, and then play the other part because I'll tell you the difference in a second here. And maybe you guys can help me. So the difference, the, the, the sort of question is is it a sample? Because samples need to be cleared. Mm-hmm. Or is it what they call an interpolation, which means basically like a cover, which is there. It's it's not the original arrangement. They've redone it, and it's 
other voices that are singing the chorus as opposed to the Backstreet Boys singing the choruses. That's where the whole permission thing starts to come into play so if that's as to whether second, you need it cleared or not. The second scenario that you just gave, yes. right? Which, to me, it sounds like that's exactly what happened. Kanye got somebody else, maybe Ty Dolla Sign or whoever, right, uh, to sing that part. The second clip to, sounds like BSB, though. To get to get away from clearing the sample and using that interpolation, yes, vantage, yes. Which that I think that's the avenue he's going down, because there's no way he or his company would reach out to BSB. No, and those guys would be like, "Yeah, cool." No, or he doesn't care. No, yeah, I don't. I mean, I a don't little know. bit. I think it's a little bit of everything. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. And uh, sadly, before we go, Andre Brower passed away. Oh, my heart. Star of Homicide, Life on the Street in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <sighs> what a stud this guy was, yeah. man. I love that dude so much. You know, I was watching a, a show the other day, and Michael K. Williams showed up in it. Chalky White. Oh, Remember man. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, like my, like my, like there was a part, like I, like I, like there was things in my body that sunk because I was like, I God, I miss that dude. He was so cool, but Andre Brower, another one of those dudes, oh, man. man. So, I'm uh, tired of politics. R.I.P. Let's get that punk blood so. This is amazing. Of course, we have no idea where he is, but I love where your head's at. He has no family. Maybe there was a girlfriend or someone he worked with at the coffee shop. The coffee shop. Why would someone who knows they have $21 million coming take a minimum wage job? Because he needed access to that building. Because that's where the money's hidden. All right, we got to get there quick. Maybe we should take the chopper. <sighs> Here's that chopper. Deathblade, Sidewinder. It's go time. <laughs> so good. He's the best. Yeah. I love right. that dude. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. So just in time for the holidays, uh, the booze companies really go out of their way to outdo themselves. And when they do these stunt releases, they often look like uh, like April Fool's Day jokes. So Kahlua and Absolute Vodka um, had made a vodka that tastes like uh, an espresso martini and a Dunkin' Donuts um, iced coffee. Ugh. Oh, and then Arby's enough. turned its curly fries into a vodka. That Thank flavor. God you said curly fries and not the roast beef. <laughs> okay. So what? Don't tell me. They're, they're curly fries into a vodka yeah. as well as created a smoked bourbon, which tastes just like it's roast beef. Oh, no. I'm not, okay. I'm not down. Okay. I'm not down. Yo, now, I love you, Arby's and everything. Curly <laughs> fries, next level. Now, Roast beef sandwiches, I'm good. The, As a drink, uh-uh, that ain't it. The latest comes from Empirical uh, Alcohol Company. It's $65 for a 750 milliliter bottle of booze that tastes just like Doritos. 
That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It is. That ain't it either. Cheese flavored alcohol. That Ooh. is so gross. Here's, no. Here's the guy who created it. One of the first members of our team, Hiro, had gone out for lunch and come back with a sandwich and a bag of Doritos. And at that time, I was still doing a lot of, a lot, a lot of tests of distilling different things. So when he came back from uh, his lunch run, I took a look at the bag of Doritos and said, sorry, buddy. I'm going to have to take part of your lunch and turn it into booze. And uh, we tried it, and the result was amazing. No. No. Not everything <laughs> needs to be another thing. Just leave that one I thing mean, alone. Are you curious to try it? No. 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 Doritos aren't even that good. No. How, no, 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 how no, no, no. out of shape have we become as a society that, <laughs> that we, we won't even chew? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. we just yeah, you got to get like, drunk off Doritos? Like, you have to be some kind of mess to get to the point of where having separate alcohol in Doritos is too much. Mm-hmm. Like, you just need to combine them all, right? Slightly like, genius, though, right? No, but I am so interested in that smoked bourbon Arby's uh, roast beef Bruh, alcohol, though. I just want a roast beef sandwich now from them. <laughs> Hold on. So uh, this Doritos-flavored liquor, yes. what's the... Read it again. It's just What's a distilled base? liquor. It's okay, just so it's not a, like a it's, vodka. It's, no, no, no. It's, it's yeah, just, do you have to mix it with anything? It's just, um, I, I don't, I wouldn't recommend that, Maria. I so think you would just drink is, it straight? It, you would have to. Yeah, just like on ice, maybe? Yeah, you like would have to. Like some cold nacho cheese? Uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, can't you turn it into a Red Bull chaser thing? But we've no. all been drunk and had Doritos. Nope. No. Yes. Mm-mm. Right? No. I don't need Doritos. Never been drunk. Is Doritos your go-to thing when you're drunk, Ross? Me? No, but I'm just saying. Like you're at yeah. a party. There's a bowl of Doritos. Like You've I've never I've been had, to a party, Maria. I've had alcohol in a Dorito, and like there's a bowl of chips or bowl of Doritos. Okay, chips snack. is different. Doritos, I'll go for anything else but the Doritos. Okay, let's. Let, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, we get it. Doritos. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. If there's a salt and vinegar chips, yes, I will okay. eat uh-huh. and drink the okay, chips. Okay, so this is what I'm saying, okay. right? Sorry. That we know they pair well together, uh-huh. right? Alcohol and chips pair very well together. Nacho cheese. Yeah, I got no problem with Doritos. Love no. Doritos. As no. a drink, it ain't happening. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Netflix released big data. Netflix has always been super secret with their viewing numbers. And now they've sort of been a little bit more transparent. And what they've released are the biggest titles uh, on Netflix out of like 18,000 titles they released data for. And they're using total hours viewed as opposed to viewers because sometimes people click on something, they don't finish it, that then counts, right? So now they're talking total hours viewed of Netflix shows. And I'm telling you, I am watching a different Netflix than most people in the world. Okay, go. So the number one show above and beyond this year was The Night Agent. Great show. Which I actually enjoyed. Hmm. Great show. 812 million hours viewed. Wow. Okay. Next, Ginny and Georgia season two. Oh, next. That's my wife right there. The Glory season one. What's that? No idea. Wednesday season one. Yes. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Queen Charlotte, the Bridgerton story. Nah. You season four. Yes. Mm -hmm. Outer Banks season three. Oh, good show. And people love that show. Ginny and Georgia season one. Yeah, that's my wife right there. Fubar season one. Fubar, for real? Manifest, season four. Kaleidoscope, Firefly Lane. Firefly Lane's awesome. The Mother, Physical 100, Crash Course in Romance, Hmm. Beef, The Diplomat, and then finally Luther rounds out the top 20. 
I don't watch any of these shows. How have you not watched Firefly Lane? What, if, what is that? Oh, my you gosh. You wouldn't be into that, more. Come What's on. What's Firefly Lane? Firefly Lane is with Katherine Heigl. It's what a great it, show. It's I fantastic. agree with you, Mark. Fantastic. No, I don't. It's, What's it you, about? So they're two best friends. They grew up together as little kids. Boring. They have separate Next. careers. Boring. No, so he started boring. off wrong. <laughs> okay, let me try again. Let me try again. I'm hitting let next. me try again. Stop, Maria, One. stop him if he gets it wrong. Okay. Okay, the, okay let, let me. Yeah. So, um, one, okay, but they are best friends. The okay, mom stop. of one. <laughs> stop. <laughs> okay, try, try again, Maury. Try, try, try again. Try again. Okay. Girl and family live across the street from other girls. Stop. And fa- right there. Just stop. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sell the show, Maury. Sell the show. Oh, my God. Would you love to watch a show? Of two girls growing up together with with different childhoods. One mother has a uh, a problem with drugs. The other family is you know takes this one this girl in. They grow up together. They have different paths, but yet they still become best friends. They end up working together, and there's like a a workplace relationship. One's jealous of the other, and then one is dying at the very end of to, cancer. To answer your question, no. I do not <laughs> Maria didn't stop show. me this time. I, I, I just watch. wanted to hear how you were going to go with that. I do but... not want to watch this show. I have no interest it's in this so show. It's so good. It is a great show. I can't lie, even though that was the explanation. We're <laughs> 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 watching something completely different. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. I'm often torn as to how I feel about Dakota Johnson. Some days I love her and then other days I don't. You know what again? I mean? Um, she's uh, Anastasia, Anastasia Steele from uh, um, Fifty Shades. Uh, 50 Shades. Oh, she always does weird interviews. She was the one that called out Alan. Remember when Alan was like, he didn't invite me to your birthday? And she was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> like right on the show. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. like super uncomfortable. Isn't her dad she, Don Johnson? Yeah, and Melanie Griffith, yeah. Okay. So she does an interview with the Wall Street Journal. And the, right. the, uh, the, the Cut did a sort of article about that article. So let me read you the beginning of this. Okay, go. Dakota Johnson is... Is known for two things seemingly at odds with one another, speaking truth to power and also lying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, in which mode she was operating when she revealed to the Wall Street Journal that she requires a double digit amount of sleep in order to feel normal. So Dakota Johnson said what? this. Dakota Johnson said this. If I'm not working, if I have a day off on a Monday, then I will sleep as long as I can. Sleep is my number one priority in life. So the question then becomes, well, what do you strive for? Like, what's your aim for sleep? She says, I'm not functional if I get less than 10 hours, followed by I can easily go 14. Girl. She also said that bath time can be any time of the day, depending on her mental health status. She says, I'll get in a bathtub at any moment, any time of the day. If I'm in the middle of the day and I'm like, oh, God, what is this world? I'll get in the bathtub. She says she finds water. Even though it's like 40 degrees outside in <laughs> July? And like 4 p.m., yeah. She <laughs> says that she finds water grounding, she meditates twice a day, and works out five days a week. Oh, good for Does her. Does this not sound like somebody who has nothing going on? Yeah, she got yeah, no like jobs. 14 hours a day, work out five days a week, meditate twice a day, and then the rest of the time you're in the tub. What a life. What a great life. When you were reading all those stats off, Maria was nodding her head yes. Is that oh, yeah. like the, the kind of life that you strive for? No, but one oh. of my best friends, she sleeps like 10 hours a day. But Every day. And like on the weekend, 14? I know that like if I text her at like 7 a.m. with one of my other friends because we go to the gym together on Saturday mornings, she's yeah. still sleeping till like 11, 30, 12. So and she'll have been in bed from midnight, 1 o'clock the night before. But I'm talking 14 hours. Yeah. Yeah, no, 14, uh, she's hit 14 multiple yeah. times. 14? Oh, yeah. 
14. Hands down. Hands down. She's hitting 14 You get hours. sores <laughs> at that point. <laughs> like every day though, Maria. We're talking every day. No, every day, day I bet you I think she sleeps like 8 to 10 hours. That's great. 8 oh is normal. 10 yeah, is I'm extreme. So 12. Yeah, I'm jealous. I'm going to get 14 12. in a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but I love her. I think she's great. Wow. That's also a very Gwyneth Paltrow thing because she is dating Chris Martin, who used to be married to Gwyneth Paltrow, and Gwyneth Paltrow and Dakota Johnson are actually now really good friends. And that sort of like making sleep the priority and sleeping as long as you can is a very Gwyneth Paltrow thing, who I I also love Gwyneth Paltrow. I wish I can get that kind of sleep. 14 hours? That's like what? Like you go to bed at midnight and wake up at 2? Yeah. That's my weekend. That's great. That's crazy. I don't know if I could sleep it's in not that good long. For you. No, like I wouldn't anymore. be able to do. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're right. Like I would never be able to do that. But like striving for a minimum like eight hours. Oh man. Yeah. Crazy. See, yeah, I don't know eight. about you, but you guys have been waking up a lot earlier than I have. But I can't sleep in anymore past like eight a.m. No. Oh no. no. Like I'm at all sleeping on weekends, in. I'm like up. More. Yeah. What time did you get up? Uh, like two weekends ago on a Saturday. More. What time do you wake up? That would, would have been like between 12, 30, and 1. And what time did you go to bed? Uh, probably 9. What do you mean, 9? No, you didn't, you no, liar. You didn't. On the Saturday night? You didn't sleep from 9 p.m. until 12 noon. I would go to bed at 9, watch some TV, fall asleep, wake up when Matthew comes no, to bed. No, what time did sleep. you fall asleep? What time did you go to okay. bed, like fall asleep? 11. 11, and then you walk the dog at what time in the morning? In the morning, I yeah. will get up and then go back to bed. Like I'll bring him downstairs at 5 and then go back to bed. 5. That dog, he's got you whooped. But when I wake up on the weekends, I'll get up from the bed and go lie down on the couch. (laughs) It's how you get sores, man. It's how you get sores. It explains a lot. Yeah. I wonder why that ass is so white. (laughs) (laughs) But firm. Uh The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Drew Barrymore was called cringe. I don't know if you saw this clip. Um, so Oprah was on the show and Drew is like very touchy. Like she gets down on the ground and like worships people and stuff like this. It's just weird. It's just Drew Barrymore being Drew Barrymore. Okay. Okay. And I guess there was one part where they were talking about how great Oprah, what used to be to her audience. And Drew was like holding Oprah's hand, like really tight against her face, but also like stroking her arm, like rubbing like Oprah's arm during the entire conversation. It looked very weird. So here's Here's a little clip just so you get a sense of what the conversation was. Something that I learned about you because I I didn't know this detail was that you would spend time with the audience outside of the show you were filming. So she's holding her. One thing that I've done and like is spend time with the arm. audience every day. And like, what's the look on Oprah's face at this? Point? Totally nothing. Like it's not even happening. Their fingers are interlocked. So yeah. So like Drew took Oprah's hand and brought Oprah's hand right up towards her face. And at this point, is just like rubbing her arm. And everybody's like, yo, this is super weird. Like, boundaries, girl. Yeah. Uh, but then TMZ caught up with Oprah to ask Oprah about it. Congrats on all the nominations already. But, you know, we got to ask you, right? You are viral, girl, as usual. You know, Drew Barrymore was holding your hand for dear life. And fans want to know, were you uncomfortable at any point? Not a bit. I know that's right. Not a bit. I was actually comforted by the stroking of the really? arm. Really? I went home and told Stephen, you got to stroke my arm. Oh. <laughs> and I need to be, I need to be stroked on the arm so comforting no i was not uncomfortable at all i've never (laughs) seen her do that but i thought i thought it was i thought it was endearing is what i thought i love that get oprah why wouldn't she want to hold your hand i thought it was really great 
So thank you. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Drew is, she's terrific, and I, I, I love that she is always herself. So I really like that. Thank I you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, Stedman got some work to do at home. <laughs> you, know, you, know, so you, know, you know what's so funny? Is that Catherine's, Catherine's parents, right? Like, they're, Catherine's mom's English. Dad spent a lot of time in England and everything else. They don't say pet. Like, you don't pet the dog uh-huh. or the cat. You stroke it, right? <laughs> no. And, and so... <laughs> I'm always like dying because it's like you got four cats at home. Like they're like stroke the dog, stroke the dog. And to me, where I grew up, stroking was something completely different. It still than, is, friend. Is it okay? Yep, it's it not still okay. Still is. And I know I'm dying inside every time I'm over there. Every time I, I hang around with their dad, right? It's like always like stroke the cat or stroke the dog. And in my head, I'm like, oh. God, nobody's witnessing. I'm dying alone over here, and everybody's just acting like it's normal. It's the best thing in the world. It's <laughs> no, so funny. It still means what it means. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Looking at all the pictures of uh, Taylor Swift's birthday party last night. Super lit. Um, who was there? Blake Lively was there. Gigi Hadid was there. Um, invited Anthony party. from Queer Eye was there. The newly single Anthony? Yes. Uh, who else was there? Was he booed uh, up with anyone or at least trying? The, uh, the, no. Heim, the Heim sisters were there. Yeah. Um, the boyfriend was not, though. Travis Kelsey was not. He was at mandatory practice in uh, Kansas City. Gotta do City. it. Gotta do it. You couldn't right. go after practice? Come on. That's, you got to get on a plane and all that stuff, man. You can't be living that life. Who else do I see? Who's that? Zoe Kravitz was there. Plus, Miles Teller Travis's was there. Team, they lost that game the other day. Like, you know for damn sure. That yes. team was like, you are not traveling anywhere. Like, we got to practice. Yep, that's right. Look like a fun party. I mean, it's all just pictures of people on the sidewalk, but... Did she have a On cake? the sidewalk? Yeah, because it's just not from inside the party. It's just from everybody going oh, into the party. oh, oh. oh. Right? No cameras inside? No, or like no, no, no. Sorry, no, no, not no, no cameras, no. but like No, there's no there's no, no pot, like no I media. Didn't, I didn't see anything or, from inside. Any Unless snitches. somebody posted something on social, I don't follow a lot of people like that, so I wouldn't Man, I want to go to one of these parties. I need to yeah, go. I mean, sure. I'd love to be at a celebrity party sometime. Yeah. You know, Drake, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Draymond Green suspended indefinitely. Oh my God. Yo, Draymond, you idiot. Okay, so uh, Golden State Warrior uh, Draymond Green, this is his second suspension of the season. By the way, if you need a visual, Draymond Green looks exactly like Shaq. Right? So when you see all the footage today of yeah. Draymond Green and this, what Roz is about to talk about, yeah. just know if you've never seen what Shem looks like, him and Draymond are twins. Okay, so here's a little bit from the game when uh, he and uh, uh, Yusuf uh, Nurkic were were tussling, and Draymond whips around and like backhands him right across the head. Ooh, oh man! Well, that's going to be a flagrant. Yeah, and now sure. they're going to just try to decide if they think it was excessive. It's going to be at least a flagrant one. Could be a two, which would be an ejection. Well, that is a swipe across the face. Oh, man. I'm going to guess they're going to get him for a two on this I, one. I think you're right, Coach. I think this 
may be the last of Draymond Green. We'll see. Players under review for a potential flagrant so, Draymond Green about that life. So this is his thug. second suspension of the season already. He was hit with a five-game suspension uh, last month after uh, putting a guy from Minnesota in a chokehold. <laughs> so here is uh, here's Draymond defending his actions. Uh, he was pulling my hip, and I was swinging away to sell the car. Made contact with him. Um, as you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to you, sir, um, because I didn't intend to hit him. Uh, unfortunately, I hit him. And so, like I said, I apologize to you, Seth, um, because I didn't intend to hit him. Nah, you okay. did. Uh, yeah, you did. Uh, here's Yousef. What's going on with him? I don't know. Personally, I feel like that brother need the help. I'm glad he's not trying to choke me. But at the same time, it nothing to do with basketball, man. Like I'm just out there trying to play basketball, you know, they're swinging. I think we saw that often, but um hope he you know, whatever he got in his life will get better. Man, two suspensions in two months, and this one's indefinitely. And last year he stomped on a guy's chest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget that one. And he's kicked people in the nuts before. Like, <laughs> yeah. He just—he don't care. Draymond Green. So like, indefinitely. So is he done? Like he, like Draymond Green for while, is for yeah. the streets. Yeah, <laughs> he, he really he is. is. Like for real, Draymond Green oh. is for the streets. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, you can't like stomping guys and nutting guys and. You know what though? Yeah. Kind of like that he does. <laughs> well, it's entertaining for like it's it's yeah. really nobody like there's no permanent damage done. Like everybody's sort no, of I fine, know. right? Yeah, These yeah, are yeah, giants yeah. fighting giants. Like yeah. you know, no, but but it makes the game. You're right. It makes the game a little interesting. I do too. Free Draymond. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Got to hear this, man. Okay, so two guys in Colorado get arrested and they're give a court date. So they got arrested for shoplifting at a Kohl's store, which is just like a regular store in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. Like department store? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they were charged with felonies. Their lawyers tried to get it knocked down to a misdemeanor. So the difference between felony and misdemeanor is whether it's over $2,000 mm-hmm. or under $2,000. Okay. They stole over $2,000 worth of stuff. Which is very easy to prove because you just tally up the dollar amount. Their lawyers, however, tried to knock it down from a felony to a misdemeanor mm-hmm. because the stuff they stole was on sale. The defense argued and tried to convince a jury that these two defendants should not be convicted of felony theft, but rather a misdemeanor charge. We argued that. It didn't really matter if the items were on sale or were discounted. Those discounts and sales prices should apply to paying customers only, not thieves. I don't know. The bulls on those two. I don't know. Smart defense. Like, listen, if I show up to a store yeah. and I go to return an item and I don't have a receipt, <laughs> yeah. what do they normally do? They say, well, unfortunately... Fortunately, you'll get the refund. Unfortunately, yes. your refund will be at the last sale price. Right. 
Right. So even if I bought it at full price, yes, and I take it back and I got no receipt, mm-hmm. they're gonna give it to me my refund as what the last sale price was. But Do you, you paid not see for the it. difference in what you're saying to what they did? <laughs> they stole the stuff, uh-huh. but, it, but was it was on, on sale. sale. <laughs> 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 this is called thief math, right there. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Man, people are coming for Oprah, and it like it hasn't happened in a very long time. Like, what should you know? Well, because Oprah's the savior for so many people, and she's been so open and honest about her weight over the years. Like, mm-hmm. you know, showing up on set in a new season in like skinny jeans and all this. Like, it's, it's she made it a part of her brand, right? Mm-hmm. She's the face of Weight Watchers, and she was doing a lot of press for the color purple and showing up just looking dynamite, but very, very small. And when people started asking her because of Weight Watchers, she's the ambassador for Weight Watchers. You can ask Oprah about her weight, right? That's just the way it goes. Part of the business. Part of the business. And she was saying it was she did it the old fashioned way, basically. But then she does an interview with People magazine where she talks about using a drug. Oh, like what? Like Ozempic? Like Ozempic. She didn't name the drug, but what she said was, uh, I now use it as I feel I need it. I know that I'm uh, not also working out and vigilant about all these other things. Um, I eat my last meal at four o'clock, drink a gallon water a day, and I use the Weight Watchers principles of counting points. But she says of the drug, she felt like a redemption and a gift is what she said. Yikes. So she spent a lot of time not talking about drugs like Ozempic. And now she's admitted to it. So a lot of people sort of feel, I guess, betrayed by her. Weight Watchers are going to have to drop her. As the ambassador for Weight Watchers. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think you can drop Oprah. Mm-mm. No. Um, but I also think it just looks bad because of the it, amount of people who can't get their hands on Ozempic right now. That's the which whole is like the whole thing, I think, why people are freaking out. Yeah, and it's, and it's a bad look for Oprah as well because, you know, the amount of people who have diabetes that can't get their hands on Ozempic, yeah. right? Like, which that you know, drug... That's what it's made for, That's, for those people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, it's not a it's not a good look. It's not a good look. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. It's Whamageddon season. Do you know what this is? Whamageddon? Whamageddon season. Okay. So, Whamageddon is a challenge that is, I guess it's been going on for like 20 years or something like that. Um, that was started in, I think, like Denmark oh, by these two dudes. And okay. the challenge starts on December 1st and goes right until Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to avoid hearing Last Christmas by Wham at all costs. Oh, damn, you just outed a lot of people. But why would you not want to hear this? That's such a nice song. Because... Listen, people are sick of it, and they, 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 it's just yeah, a fun whatever. game. It's just a fun game. So here's the rules. The object is to go as long as you can without hearing Wham's Last Christmas. Ah, you lost. Rule number two, the game starts on the 1st and ends on the 24th. Uh, rule three, only the original applies. Mm-hmm. Rule four, you're out as soon as you hear the song. Everybody's out. <laughs> the bonus rule such a great song, though. if you post it on social media when you got out yeah and the final rule uh well we can't stop you from deliberately sending your friends to whamhala the intention is that this is a survival game not a battle royale so don't be a dick is what they say oh, wow. so don't send it to people 
Oh, like but, like but Rick just, rolled them? Yeah. Like but, Wham rolled them? Yes, but we just. What do you mean by the only the original only counts? This is the original, right? The original only yeah, counts. But everyone yeah. else yeah. has covered it. Like there's yeah. two people. Oh, this is hilarious. Yeah. Apparently, a DJ. Uh huh. Apologized, oh. right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wait, what happened? You won't let me read this thing. I have to sign in for an account. Yeah, okay. Anyways, <laughs> it says a DJ played it in front of thousands of people. Yeah? Yeah. So I oh, guess people were all out of that at like wait, an event. Yeah. What if, and we've never done this on the show before, what yeah, if yeah. every single song that we play for the remainder of the show <laughs> you do that again? today, oh, Lord. Uh, again, when we do before, is if we played Last Christmas by Wham. Uh, it'll be our last right? Christmas. It will the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Sean Diddy Combs lost his uh, deal with Hulu over all these uh, allegations of uh, sexual assault and rape. Bruh. So James Corden's company was actually the ones who were putting Diddy Plus 7 together. It was a whole family affair with Diddy and all his kids mm-hmm. and all family. They'd actually been seen shooting in and around Los Angeles and Miami. And according to Rolling Stone, that deal is now dead. No show for no show for Diddy. Um, Man, Diddy, I feel like over the next few months, we are going to be hearing more and more and more stories about him and that era that he kind of helped populate. Yeah. Like, there's no coming back for Diddy. Yeah. I think he's done. He's finished. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Tell me how you feel about this. Listen to this. This is uh, Jonathan Majors. Um, Jonathan Majors, uh, star of the Marvel movies and the last, uh, not Rocky movie, um, Creed. Creed, Creed film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we last week we were talking about they played in the courtroom. Um, the jurors got to hear it where he was going off. Uh, it was a clip where he was talking to his girlfriend saying that she needed to be more like uh, Michelle Obama because he was a great man and he needed a great woman to stand by his side. So they've actually released the clip. No, they didn't. So this is the clip. So I guess the argument starts because he was at home and she comes in from a night out with her friends after mm-hmm. after drinking. So here, listen to this. Period. This is actually, period. Do you understand that? Yeah. Do you really go this? Do you really? Yes. Then how dare you come home drunk and disturb the peace of our house when we have a plan? I'm I so would like sorry. to get to, I would like to get to the point where your friends know what job I'm on and go, I think Grace is gonna be out of commission. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I won't so, like I'm I, No no, do you understand that? Because because that team, that unit, right, Grace has to be in a certain mindset. To support Coretta Scott King. You know who that is? That's Martin Luther King's wife. Oh my God. Michelle Obama. Barack Obama's wife. I know, I'm not, I, I, I shouldn't have gone out. I'm no, no, sorry. Let me, just, let me just lay it out for you. Right? If I am, I'm just going to say this. My temper, my trial, blah, blah, all that, all that said, right? And I'm going to say, I'm a great man. A great man. Oh my God, John. The woman Davis. that supports me, that I support, that work, that needs to be a great woman and make sacrifices the way that man is making for her and for them ultimately. Last night, two nights ago, you did not do that. I'm you sorry. did not do that. I'm sorry. Which, which took away from the plan. Can I? Damn. Okay. This changes everything. Like, I was. <sighs> A great supporter of Jonathan Majors. Yeah. When he was set up to be the next guy in Hollywood. 
was getting all the magazine covers. Everyone was like, right. you know, hyping him up. Creed 3, Marvel, he was the future. And I was like behind this guy. Right. And then all these stories. And even when the allegations happened and then certain things were said and like refuted. And I was like, man, I think this guy is still a great guy. Right. But after all of this, Can like... F you, Jonathan. Uh, okay. Like, how so dare you? This uh, th That audio proves that he's an a-hole. It doesn't yes. prove that he did what he's being accused of doing. No, but you should not right? be... Jonathan Majors, is, you cannot be speaking... Yes, he's an a-hole. Yes, you can't be speaking like that. he's not necessarily guilty of the thing he's being accused of being. You are guilty of your actions... In this, like, this is bad. That's a hell of a way to talk to this somebody. This is bad. You do not level. talk, boy, boy, right? Boy. You don't talk to anybody like that, Jonathan Majors. You jerk. <sighs> like, how dare you? After, yeah, I know. Right? I Coming know. in with the I work and oh. I I do all of this. Yeah. F you. I Get do off all your of high this. Horse, man. <laughs> I do all of this. I think, that these, you, I think that these conversations happen in relationships far more than we think they do. Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. I'm not even going there. What? You got no. some comments? No? Yeah, you don't want to read them? No? no? Okay, cool. All right. To the person who sent the comment that they just sent, you know who yeah. I'm talking to. Yeah. F you too. Okay, wow. I don't care about you. Wow. Damn. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Tesla is recalling nearly all of its vehicles sold in the U.S. and Canada, which is more than 2 million cars, 190,000 of which are in this country, uh, to update a software, uh, update the software and fix a defective system that is supposed to ensure drivers are paying attention while using autopilot. Uh, regulators say that the update will increase warnings and alerts to drivers and uh, even limit the areas where basic versions of autopilot can operate. The recall comes after a two-year investigation. Uh, the agency says uh, its investigation found autopilot's method of making sure that drivers are paying attention can be inadequate and could lead to, quote, foreseeable, foreseeable misuse of the system. Uh, safety experts said that while the recall is a good first step, it mm -hmm. still makes the driver responsible and doesn't fix the underlying problem that Tesla's automated systems have with spotting and stopping for obstacles that are in their path. So they're going to get so all those vehicles back? It's a, it's a total recall is what it is. It can't just be because everything's automated, right? Nope. It can't just be like um, like a software update? I can do over Wi-Fi. I, I just I don't think that the the I think it's a it's not an update that's needed. I think the the, the tech needs to be better mm. is what they're saying, right? It's not like you know when a new iOS comes out, for example, mm. on my phone. Yeah, right. It'll automatically update overnight when I'm sleeping. Teslas do do that. Oh, with a lot of stuff, but just this one's more this technically is, this involved. Is, I guess yes, it's more involved. Yes, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Luke Combs got himself involved in like a whole thing. What happened? So there was a Luke Combs fan, a woman by the name of Nicole Harness, and she's not well. Like, I think she was dealing with some sort of like medical treatments that she needed. And she runs a home business of just selling stuff on Amazon. Okay. And she was selling, she sells tumblers, like those drinks with the lid, mm -hmm. right? And you can customize them and put like a picture on the inside. Sure. And she was selling ones, like a, a Luke Combs one on uh, on uh, Amazon. And so... Make a few bucks. Yeah, make a few bucks. So this is what happened. I'll play a little bit of the news story to get into this here. 
Nicole Harness's only job is selling homemade tumblers and t-shirts through Amazon. She's a big Luke Combs fan and says after she went to his concert in Tampa this summer, she decided to offer a Luke Combs themed tumbler. After selling just 18 of them, she learned Combs sued her along with various others for selling counterfeit merchandise. Oh, no. The worst part, the case is already closed and the judge ordered her to pay $250,000 to Combs. Okay. 250k? Okay. Yeah. Bruh. So here is uh, here is Nicole explaining as best she could uh, what she did, why she did it, and just pleading for any sort of help. So how much money did you make on the tumbler that's in question? $380. So $380. Correct. And you're willing to give them that money. Exactly. The 250 grand. I don't have. Um, like I said, I didn't mean any harm. I'm, I'm a supporter of Luke Cope's. I respect him. This is not something I meant oh, no. to go wrong like this. I just want to get back to my day-to-day life. Oh, no. Okay. I feel bad for this girl. So then Luke Combs found out about this. Woke up first thing in the morning. And yeah. so this is Luke Combs' response. Um, I woke up at 5 a.m. to use the restroom, and the first thing I saw was this. Um, a woman that's being sued by me for $250,000. Um I spent the last two hours um, trying to, to make this right, trying to figure out what, what's going on because I was completely and utterly unaware of this. Um, and so we do have a company uh, that goes after folks, uh, only supposedly large corporations operating internationally that make millions and millions of dollars making counterfeit T-shirts, things of that nature, running illegal businesses. Um, and apparently this woman, Nicole, has somehow gotten uh, wrapped into that. Um, <laughs> and that makes me absolutely sick to my stomach. So I was able to get Nicole's phone number. I spoke to her this morning. She told me that, you know, she was absolutely shocked by this. I was, I'm so apologetic. I, I, it, talking to her, I just, it makes me sick. Honestly, um, that this would happen, especially at the holidays. I can't imagine being in her shoes. She told me there's $5,500 locked up in her Amazon account. Um, I'm going to double that, send her $11,000 today just so she doesn't have anything to worry about. Um, She was never supposed to be involved in anything like this. No fan should ever have to be involved in anything like this. Um, And she uh, got in trouble uh, apparently for making tumblers. So... I'm going to make my own Tumblr today. That's going to go up today. Um, I'll keep you posted on that. But all that money is going to go to Nicole and her family uh, to try to help with her medical bills. Um, Hopefully that can help her out. Um, This is not something that I would ever do. This is not the kind of person I am. I'm not greedy uh, in any way, shape, or form. Wow, Luke Holmes right? looking at his uh, lawyers and their entire team like, Yo, you're sick to my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and he did do the Tumblr. It's for sale. It's for sale. It's on the website. It, I, it, it, was there a better way to handle that? I don't think so. No. I think he handled... I mean, I think it's great. Yeah? Here's what I think. Okay. Could have been better. Okay. Not saying that all this money he's donating and what he already has done so quickly to make the situation better. Yes. Right? Selling the tumblers, cool, man. Do your thing. Okay. But why didn't he offer Nicole the chance to make the tumblers and those tumblers is what people can buy? Because I think that he's selling them for way more and he will sell way more of them. Sure. Okay. 
Cool. Can't he just go to the court and say, I, I don't agree? Can't they throw it out? Can't they just they, cancel they, the whole thing? Um, you, uh, I mean, hey, listen, they can come to some sort of agreement, but that doesn't, they locked her out of her Amazon account. Like she was saying that she had $5,500 in the Amazon account Poor that girl. Amazon won't let her have because mm-hmm. she lost this lawsuit. She was selling counterfeit items on Amazon. Yeah. Like that screws her entire side hustle. Yeah. Poor girl. Like everything about it. But yo, so now Amazon lawyers need to get involved. Yeah. Yeah. Good, to, like, good on Luke Holmes though. Like yeah. quickly yeah. making uh, a change. Sick right? to my stomach. Yo, you're sick to my stomach. <laughs> 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 I love that. I love that so much. Yo, big up plush. I gotta get her on the show sometime. Yo, you're sick to my stomach. <laughs> What's the girl's name? Plush. Plush? Why yeah. hasn't she been on the show yet? We'll she should come in and do the news with us one day. Oh, lit. Yo, you're <laughs> sick to my stomach. <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, if you don't know who that is, that's a Toronto girl who became famous because she talks like a Toronto girl. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's really all, like, there's nothing else, right? Like mm-hmm. she's, yeah. Yeah. But she, like, really, like, has the accent. Yeah. It really puts it on. Yeah. Yeah. It's not real, though. No. 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 Not that. no. Yo, you're sick to my stomach Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast Catch the guys live Weekday mornings from 6 to 10 On KISS 92.5 KISS 92.5.com Or download the KISS 92.5 app